let's go. Welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast. I am your host, Xavier. Joined today, I have Zach over here in his corner. Howdy, fellas. He's never going to get tired of that corner. And then here... I love this corner. <laughs> here beside me on the couch, we've got Danny. Say hi, Danny. What's up? And today, we have a fun episode where we talk about some of our favorites is, you know, crime mysteries, whodunit, uh, detective stories. Uh, in honor of Glass uh, Onion just coming out on in theaters for a weekly limit before getting over to Netflix at the end of December. Uh, but very quickly, let's do a fun, because Danny, uh, let's do a fun recently watched, because uh, I think Danny can take this one over. He's got some fun things happening. Oh man! Black Absolutely Light. sucked. Black <laughs> Don't Light. watch it. Yikes! Yeah, um, it's the uh, Liam Neeson movie where he's uh, taken by the FBI. He, he's his. Uh, yeah, he's been framed. I think for something. Well, wasn't he like a? Uh, it's like a. Is he a, a like a a mob hitman or something like that? No, like it's. I don't know what it's all about, but it's just like it what? makes no. Like the movie made no sense in any which way. Well, it was like he he worked for someone in the FBI, but not officially. Oh, that's right. And he then was he this like, guy's cleaner. Yeah, and then the FBI is doing bad stuff. Or it's that guy who's getting him in charge to do stuff is doing bad stuff. Correct. So they're trying yeah. to yeah, he's trying to get he's trying to get taken by the FBI <laughs> to no avail because the man, as as we know from Liam Neeson's stuff, knows what he's doing. But some of like the car chases or some of, like the 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 quick action sequences were just just bad. Yeah, very not, bad. Not good. Um, it just seemed like it was like three sets, and that was it. Right? I don't know if it was like bi- still filmed in like the Chicago area or something, but it's like we only have access to these four locations, and make a movie around this, yeah, please. Pretty much. And they they tried. <laughs> uh, so I saw this on Amazon, on Prime Video. On the Primes. Okay. Uh, but I was just looking at the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, guess what the score is. 52. 14. It's a 10. Damn it. Oh, it's a 10. And guess what? I was the, closest. Guess what the audience score is? Four. 20. 82. What? What, what audience? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what audience? This is like the first where I agree totally with the with that, the critics. That doesn't doesn't make sense. No. It was bad. Who, it was who bad. watched this? Like, who else watched this and decided, hey, this was a great movie? Because it definitely I mean, wasn't. I love Liam Neeson movies, and some of them are cheesy, but they're good. This one's just awful. It's it's not even cheesy. It's just bad. Like the one where um, he used to be like a, a burglar, like a bank burglar. That one's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. That one had Anthony Ramos and I think Jai Courtney. But uh, that had like at least a fun little car chase. It yeah. had some interlying... Uh, mystery of whether he did or didn't do it and he wants to turn himself in because you know I love this woman too much but 
I forgot what that one was called. Uh, was it safe? No, something about safe. I don't yeah, know. He was taken to the bank. That's what we called it. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything Liam Neeson is uh, taken from now on. I mean, exactly. he owns that category for sure. Category is too good for him. It's. I mean, like it's. He is the category, but uh, like it's. It's not. It's not good. I mean, like that particular <laughs> one is not good. Like. The I forgot the name of the movie, but the one where he rescues, uh, he like finds a mother and her son, and the mother dies. But he needs to take the son to family in Chicago. We called Anthony and I called that taken from the border. Um, so and then there was a there's was the the, the Ice Road one. That one was awesome. That, that one, one was good. That's based off I think like a a, a Scandinavian movie and they, or a Scandinavian story, and then they. Uh, flipped it for North for something North American. That one was cool. That one's like a taken to the ice road truckers or taken taken in the snow. Uh, there's there's another one that just came to mind that I'm completely um, I'm drawing a blank. There's just so many. Like it's there's the lone wolf one. This is where I have to. Or the cheat. gray. Well, the gray is that's in its own category. It's like that one's you know taken by wolves. Ten out of ten on that one. Yeah, that one's that one's just great, but um. You know, you just you got some other weird stuff there. I mean, like, let me see here. Um, yeah, then there was there was blacklight, and then there was also memory, which was just like you know, taken from my memory. <laughs> the ice road is the name of it. The marksman was taken from the border. Honest thief was taken to the bank. Um, memory, I I like the memory better than this one. For oh, sure. for sure. Yeah, that's a uh, that made at least perfect set. Uh, then there was. What was this? Oh, then there's Cold Pursuit. That 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 one was another one that was like Ice. Uh was that the one where No, he... sorry. Taken Taken from the Snow is Cold Pursuit. It, Cold Pursuit then is there where is... the the plane crashes. Is that the one? No. Uh I think it then there's another one, which is weird because there's another ice one called the Ice Road. Mm-hmm. Um that one I remember because Amber Mid Thunder's in that and she yep, was just recently Prey. in Prey. And uh but the one I totally um Man, the I like the cold pursuit though was the one where like his son died and then he was trying to like go through and that one's like weirdly like darkly <laughs> it's like a dark comedy almost. And then there was a so the one that was taken on a train was the commuter. Uh and then there was Then there's the plane one. The uh, Yeah, taken on a plane. Uh that <laughs> one was I think Pat the was it the passenger or uh no, nonstop. The movie's called nonstop. nonstop. And then obviously you have taken Man, a walk on like, tombstones is like taken from the mob because they're running away from the mob. We can go on and on, as you guys can tell. Um, I'd rather not bore you all, but uh, it's a whole like if it's a, if it's a Liam Neeson like pseudo action thriller movie, it's going to be a sub variant of tr- of Taken, as everybody loves all their you know Loki and TVA variances. It's going to be just all of those little reference, uh, little things put into one. Some of them are great, like um. The uh, the marksman is legitimately good because uh like it had some some good like sniper sequences and then uh you know some you know escaping all of the you know escaping this uh, these this cartel enforcer that's following them along the country and then um some like blacklight are just bad very bad very bad but you know you roll the dice at this point right now so he is getting you know up there in age but we're just we're rolling the dice but I'll take the time to watch it because just it's fun category to watch with Liam Neeson so yeah I mean then you have like his other stuff that he'll randomly show up in like uh he was the bad guy in a million ways to die in the west I don't know Zach have you ever seen that 
Uh, the Seth MacFarlane one? No, yeah. I have not seen that. You one. should. It's funny. There's a there's a very funny cameo in the beginning. It's for Liam, where I forget his name, but Liam Neeson's character is like the the rugged outlaw, and he's just like, "I'm gonna kill somebody in this town." You and the cameo for who that is is hilarious. <laughs> I won't spoil it, but it's really funny. Um, but that movie is also very like, it seems it's very live action Family Guy, but in a good way. Uh, similar to like how Ted One felt like live action Family Guy in a good way. Um, yeah. Just uh, oh, Liam Neeson for the most part is a is a safe bet is, is what we're saying right Danny yeah yeah, yeah it's a safe bet uh, the next one that I saw was uh, uh, we were just talking about it earlier but it's a cheesy Christmas movie feel good Hallmark uh, category oh, I mean feel, is, it's literally a Hallmark mo- movie but on Netflix yeah. spoiler alert it's on Netflix uh, falling for Christmas uh, with Lindsay Lohan it's nice to see her doing things again I remember the last time I randomly saw her she had a bit part in the first Machete movie. Oh my god! Yeah, she was like some senator's daughter. I was like, what's going on here? But all right, like cool. Uh, um, it was very cheesy. Um, <laughs> Did it I'll, follow what we call what Zach would call the Hallmark formula? Zach, uh, regale our viewers and listeners who may not know of the Hallmark for- movie holiday formula. God, there's a lot to it. Just name the but surprisingly the, the, like the not five a lot. steps. It's the a lot, steps. but it's not a lot. Uh, big city girl goes to like a small town. Where she probably grew up or something. Yep. Uh, she's there for some kind of, uh, for some reason, an assignment from work or maybe like visiting family, or whatever. Or a sabbatical or a, I need to reset my life or some <laughs> some other jazz. And then meets a guy at first annoyed by by each other or something. And then they slowly fall in love. And then sometimes there's a random Santa Claus in there somewhere <laughs> and they fall in love and they live happily ever after. There's always a random like Santa Claus figure or somebody that represents the Looks good spirit like, of yeah. Christmas. Yes. And uh, they fall in love and then she forsakes her big city life to live in the small town. Yeah. The end. That was this movie. I saved you an hour and a half. <laughs> poor Lindsay Lohan. Like, poor Netflix. Wait, not poor Netflix. But if you but... like this type of movie and you watch Hallmark movies, uh, go watch it. It's nothing new, but it was a fun watch. I saw it with family, so they had a fun time with it. Yeah, as long as they had a fun time with it. I mean, that's it's kind of like that's the the feel good uh get your family safe together. Bet. Like, yeah. hey, this is my 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 movie version of dope my movie dopamine going in. It's like a you know, it's like a comedy, but then at the end there's this one moment where every, like your mom or family that's watching it just gets that one tear. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice. Like Shirley from Community. Oh, that's nice. Except like you actually mean it because she normally says it in a very condescending way. Anyway, um, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. Falling for Christmas, it's out already. Uh, very good. Yeah, that's I mean, my... very good Hallmark. It's like on the top, like a higher spectrum of Hallmark movies. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. It's not on Hallmark. Yeah, so so it's ob- that makes it automatically better, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's my recently watched. There's one more that I'll mention, but I'll wait till we get to our main topic. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, that's a. Uh, we we mentioned earlier it's going to be our you know mystery murder mystery who done it uh solve the crime style of movie so we'll get to it in a little bit um I don't know Zach if you got around to watch anything if not you might have watched what I watched as well but um I'll let you want to take the floor very quickly or if you not just want to give a pass this week uh yeah I'll make it very brief 
Uh, I only watched one thing and it's part of the main topic. Nice. Very cool. That's All it. right. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, very quickly, um, since we're in this, the subject of holiday movies, uh, her, you know, all her falling for Christmas. Dude, she legitimately, by the way, I remember the trailer. She almost falls off like a cliff or something or she actually does fall off a cliff. I don't know. Do like, you want spoilers? It's literally falling for Christmas because she falls <laughs> off something. That's what I remember how like silly the title is. So Any- the the main kind of premise is she falls off the cliff and loses her memory. Oh my God. So it's like half a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> like the movie memory. Taken by Christmas. Because he didn't remember who he was. <laughs> Taken to Christmas. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyways, we're talking about Christmas, talking about the holidays. Um, it just came out a few days ago. Um, this one was a real delight to watch. It was only like 48, 49 minutes long, but uh, it was very nice. And it was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It was awesome. I expected kind of I had a low bar at it because, oh, it's a holiday special. Like, you know, the last like big special that they had that was out. That was amazing. That like set the bar high was like Werewolf by Night. And I was like, OK, cool. Like that's that's the bar. And so I'm not expecting it to pass that because it was so good. But this hit you in a completely different direction. Um, it was James Gunn had, did, getting a big send up to just these feel good holiday uh, Christmas uh Christmas movies and Christmas stories. Uh, you had a good mix of everything. You had you had some heart. You had some funny jokes. You had some ridiculousness, and you had some great cameos, some interesting dialogue drops, but uh, some funny Easter eggs. Yeah, some really fun Easter eggs. One that has me thinking, where the hell did they get that? But it was pretty awesome. Um, but it, it, I thought it was going to be very kind of phoned in and just like, oh, we're just doing this for whatever. But no, um, you can tell James Gunn put a lot of heart and soul into this. And even from just uh, decking out the entire set of what is supposed to be nowhere into making it very Christmas themed with trees and lights and other ornaments to the fun idea of like how like Craglin of all people is giving exposition because he has the furthest history with Peter Quill. And then you get this whole story of how Peter... Uh, really enjoys Christmas and that gives the whole push for Mantis and Drax to get him the best Christmas gift ever and I thought it was going to be like oh cool like it's just you know uh, Kevin Bacon playing somebody no it's Kevin Bacon as Kevin Bacon and that's wonderful uh it's just wild hilarity ensues and um I love the band that was there I think they're what the 97s uh they're 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 great we only got these instruments like a few days ago (laughs) the whole point is star lord just like there's no way you just learned these like like this is a lie (laughs) it's just so like and then like their song is like this ridiculous like misunderstanding of christmas how like if you're bad santa's gonna hit you with a flamethrower and like you better leave uh delicious desserts or else like it was a funny song. It was really fun and it's like the opening credits and we have like a young adult group just jamming uh, I'm like he looked more practical than ever, or the CG was actually so, really good. Uh, I think I read somewhere from James Gunn. He's been tweeting a lot on it. Um, it was practical. Nice. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it was CGI. It was all really. CGI. He yeah. looks so good though. Like uh, like the, the little post credit scene was 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 great. Yeah. Um. There's a yeah. a comment on Twitter. Someone's like someone some high school football team needs to draft uh Groot needs now. to draft Groot. <laughs> he's just no because he's already like. Like nineteen twenty, because when when he was in a like an Endgame, he was like late teen, like angsty teens. Yeah, like, like he yeah, like, they're like fifteen. 14, yeah, fifteen. Or maybe he grew five years older after that. But uh, 
the uh like the the progression like beyond just the jokey hokey like Christmassy stuff of it there are some genuinely heartwarming moments like the way they do a flat they do flashbacks they have it this whole really awesome old school animation like 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 how they animated the old 1970s Lord of the Rings like it has that style and flow of animation it's really good and uh it found a way to bring back Michael Rooker uh so minor spoilers it's uh like them looking back to how like Peter as a kid celebrated Christmas mm-hmm. and then Yondu is all like get this sentiment out of here and I always loved how Michael Rooker as Yondu would say the word sentiment it's just like you don't fill your head with sentiment like it's uh it just hits the point home that he's just trying to be this stone cold badass but you know he has a heart of gold um and it's poppins. it's 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 a great <laughs> yeah he's Mary Poppins the it's honestly in the end watch it it's really it's really well done it's and very quick too it's like 45 minutes but it 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 flows by pretty quickly but it's definitely packs a lot in there and we get a little bit of cosmo the space dog she's great she's she's hilarious um her and rocket i think are gonna be like the two new like that's the new dynamic duo since like groot is still you know groot's always hanging around with rocket still yeah. but you now you have cosmo and rocket and cosmo is great because it's definitely setting you up for guardians three an emotional intense guardians three to send it all off oh yeah there's a there's actually a big revelation in this one too i don't want to spoil it for you but uh highly recommend watching it like i said the big revelation adds a lot of heart to it all and uh you know i was watching it and it, it just i had all the warm and fuzzies it was really great uh that's my recently watched nice uh, but and then so before we get to our main topic, uh, I know we have a bit of a reaction. I think all three of us just watched the, just today, released uh, official Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers trailer. Trailer uh, and a couple posters. Too. Yeah, the posters look dope, but what do you guys think? I think it's starting to look really good. Well, visuals-wise, yeah, it, visuals looks it looks visually is all Visually, it's it like, hey, this looks great, but now like more of it, and I saw it like two or three times, and... This looks looks like animated extremely well. Like I don't know if Illumination had access to certain assets from the games over the years or something, but man, they took this to a whole new level. It looks really really nice. Like Peach just looks like like Princess Peach just looks straight up like if you ripped her out of uh like one of the like if like a like a 4K remaster or remake of Super Mario uh, of of new Super Mario Brothers or something like that. Like all the facial animations, everything looks great. Um, also, we finally got our first look at Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong killed Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw, I saw. This is how fast the internet works, guys. I saw a funny video where it was an edit of that started. It was just basically Mario going into the arena. Donkey Kong was already there, and it started with the Smash Brothers time uh, timer, like three, two, one, and it just. Donkey Kong mollywopping Mario and with the KO like critical flash and it cuts to the windscreen of, of Donkey Kong from Ultimate. Freaking hilarious. Dude, the <laughs> internet works too fast. Um, and so like we didn't hear Seth Rogen be Donkey Kong, but uh, I do enjoy the fact that Donkey Kong put a whooping on that uh, plumber ass. Good for him. <laughs> he put on the whooping. Yeah, that was a, that was a funny opening uh, moment. And I... Was blanking earlier when I was watching the trailer who the the other ape was that was sitting on the throne. I guess 
Uh, if you want to call it a, call it a throne, but it's like it's it's a chair. Is that a was it or a chair? Yeah, the Diddy Kong. No, it, no, no, it's it was the, not Diddy Kong. The the old one, Cranky mm. Kong. That's his name, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, was that him? It, I think so. It kind of it kind of looked like like I, I want to say yes, but like you know, that's one of those where like it's too good, but I'm gonna like try to like uh, squeeze it in again one more time. But like it was uh kind of you know it it looks hella legit um we got to hear more of the voice mario's voice he yeah did say a it few sounds lines, better though. it sounds a lot better like like it's not it's enough to say like hey like you're he like the there's a seat at the very end of the trailer we get a wahoo and it sounds good i was like okay you know what like sounds good that's good like that in small doses i think works yeah. it's just imagine hearing uh like old mario 64 let's go like over and over in that high pitch the entire movie i think that would get to you i think that's part of the reason why there's like a certain timbre that chris pratt can bring that i feel kind of levels out like uh tonally to the point where like it's uh, at the right pitch isn't too high um i think like good for most of the movie and then in small certain parts do like something like that yeah, that's what I think is gonna happen. He's gonna talk like you heard Louis, uh, Charlie Day as Luigi, like that <laughs> sound. Like it sound. I was like that to me still also is like wow. It sounds a lot like that. Just sounds to me like Charlie Day, just being Luigi. It kind of um, does, yeah. Yeah, but like it's not a bad thing. But you know, it's uh and a little bit more of, of Keegan as Toad. Yeah, no, he sounds great. Like I mean, because he's been doing voiceover stuff for a while now. But um, yeah, and then we heard he, Peach he as great. well. Who Pete? who voices uh, Peach again? Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy. Okay. So it's just, it's like okay, like like she sounds very expositiony. Like hey, like he, I'm gonna I'm gonna hey Mario, I'm gonna tell you what it is, and then uh, uh, it looks like she is very much like a little bit of like the Peach from uh the Princess Peach DS game, where she's actually out doing stuff on her own, uh, which is cool. Like it doesn't seem like she's completely. I'm the 100 percent like, oh, damsel distress. The, yeah. Yeah, your princess is in another castle. Like she, like she had to grab the fire flowers. Like, all right, nice. That's gonna be cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she just kind of like touches it and then she. Has they it. showed a lot in this trailer though, too. They but did. Like, yeah, gets you hyped. Uh, we got Mario Kart. Yeah, I think there's a thing where it's like, uh, there may be a set of challenges that he needs to do in order to recruit people, uh, to fight off Bowser because like the whole Bowser Castle and everything just seems to be like a floating fortress that's just coming at everybody. And uh, again, Jack Black is just like, you know, I am human. It's like, oh, he's straight up calling him human. Like, does that, I, I guess that means humans exist in the Mushroom Kingdom, obviously with Peach. Um, we also saw a little bit of uh, Pauline from the OG Mario, uh, sorry, OG Donkey Kong game and Mario Odyssey. Didn't notice. Yeah, uh, she is. I'll pull it up for you guys. But yeah, uh, while I pull that up. Well, I was going to add a couple of things uh, also. So in that first scene, there were uh, two things, of course, that I noticed. Uh, one, the more blatant obvious one was uh, Mario saying, let's-a go. Yep. He's like, let's-a go. But not like an hour. But he said it in a good uh, way, too. Like, he's like, he's just like, let's-a let's go. Let's-a go. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like uh, Luigi's uh, from Mario. <laughs> the Luigi one was from Mario Kart. Like, let's-a go. Like. He sounds so like kind of timid, but that's pretty dope. And then the other thing that I noticed too was that the stage that they were standing on there in the beginning looks very reminiscent to the Donkey Kong game. Yeah, the, like the, like the, see, the classic like arcade. If you Donkey look Kong. at yeah the the stage and some of the other like platform levels that it looks like uh hey you're 
we gotta teach you these challenges. Like it's almost like a like a training montage. Look like some of the levels from yeah. all different areas. There's a there's a world map that's uh, in in the in everything. Uh, like Peach has the uh, you know just again like she looks like she's gonna get stuff done. Good for her. Even though Toad has the the, the frying pan. Like if you play Smash Brothers, like Peach's side smashes cycle between a golf frying club, pan, golf frying flag, and tennis a tennis racket. racket. And uh, and that radish or what's it called? That weird radish thing. Well, yeah, her down B are the um. Oh, okay, that too. Never mind. Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's the that's, that's where that's where the rat. Uh, not that's her. I think her standard B, but like uh, because she can pick up either the radishes, the oddish, or. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Saturn or a bomb like <laughs> those are my favorite bombs to show up on a nowhere. But anyway, looks good, guys. Like, there's it seems like it seems legit. I like how you were just talking about that. I like get hit the, by a bullet bill. Is that the course? And he's crying. Yeah, and he he gets hit by uh the the fish. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I'm just like man, like that. I just like. Again, like just even just for the nostalgia alone, looks really cool. Like there's a Tanuki suit from Mario Three. You got the Fire Flower and Peach's like whole uh, like dress changes. It, it looks cool. There's Yoshi's and like it it, it it it's looking cool, guys. Like you know, let's see. Like you know what? I'm I'm I I went from like I don't know to you know it looks great, but let's see how it sounds. But now I'm like okay, this looks like a whole lot of fun, especially with there being like uh like the Mario Kart drifting. Uh, if you look closely, like you can see the other racers. Like Peach is doing the uh, Nintendo Wii uh, Mario Kart, where the bikes were broken, and it's just Peach being top tier. So I think that's like a, a little nod to that. They're driving on a rainbow road, and but I'm it doesn't seem hard. Glad it it's animated. I don't think it would work as well if it was live action. No, this works. Yeah, especially like again, a, a studio like Illumination's been making a whole lot of stuff in the past uh, right, lately. Mm-hmm. You know, Secret Life of Pets, all the uh, the uh, Minions movies, the Despicable Me's. So um, you know, those guys. It's you know, they, they kind of I they they chose a good studio. I think we're good. I think so too. Now it looks like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's gonna be going on in the movie. Of course, like like the games. Like, uh, it seems, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit, Xavier, where, uh, where he, he does like a, like a training montage, or like, I guess because he, he gets sent into Mushroom Kingdom and he doesn't know about how the world works. So he has to get, uh, we don't know the way I interpret it is like yeah. getting used to like how the platforms, platforming uh, works. uh react <laughs> to, uh, the way he interacts with or it's him. like it feels like he's playing a, a level of super mario maker where somebody's just kind of hateful yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like i jumped oh and then the platform falls it's like dude i want to see how they explain like if he falls down if he just like starts resets. back again or resets up or, or if he has, has like, three lives. yeah if he has any lives who knows but that's what i'm you know what yeah Yeah, the very end is gonna be like I'm gonna get the star, and then him just be invincible, or they'll use it as a gag, where he'll get it, and then oops, it doesn't really do much, and he really doesn't. He like does something amazing for a second. He's like, dang, I don't have it anymore. But uh, you know, in the end, we'll take a look at it. We'll see what happens. And then uh, there's one part that I also noticed. I don't know if you guys noticed it, where Mario was at a sink. Like, yeah, that's him being <laughs> an actual him plumber. Being, him being, yeah, him being. He a plumber. grabs his little. He has his little wrench. He's like, all right, I'm gonna be a plumber. Like there's a, we're out here, 
we're going to be tweaking some plumbing. And not that kind of plumbing. Well, like, real plumbing. Like Bowser was talking to Luigi about. And Luigi was like, you think I know everyone with a mustache and a hat with their first initial? Oh, when their first initial on it? Like, maybe? Like, I don't know. Like, what's going on here? Uh, that was uh, that was silly. Again, that was like some some fun That's Charlie sure Day stuff Mario going down. Yeah, and he's just like, I know him too. And then like his torture is just like plucking at the mustache, which is again, it's 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 cute. Like that's cute enough. So, uh, you know, I'm now more from cautious to slightly more. Now I'm cautiously optimistic. That that's where I'm at. What about you guys? The trailer worked. The trailer worked, and it comes out in April. So we'll look forward to then. And. Wait, when did Sonic 2 come out this year? Is it March or April? It was definitely this spring. Yeah, so I think that's what they're that's that's their aim. Like, hey, video game movie oh, came out. Sonic. Yeah, Sonic came out in spring. We're gonna shoot for spring. So um, it's a bold it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Uh, so yeah, good stuff, guys. So now we'll pivot to the topic of the episode. Uh, you know, we'll, we're gonna go straight into some glass onion. Spoilers. We were, we're not going to go over the entire movie shot, you know, you know, frame by frame or anything like that. But uh, you know, in celebration of Glass Onion, we're going to talk a bit about it, but then also talk about maybe a couple other like fun mystery, murder mystery movies that uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out uh, were inspired by. Like you can tell that Ryan Johnson, you know, really had some fun with this one in particular, while still keeping it pretty fresh. So. Um, I just saw it today. These guys saw it a few days beforehand. So your impressions initially, guys, what'd you think? It was really good, man. It, it just like the first one, it it does uh, reward you for paying attention to little details. Oh, yeah. Uh, so again, guys, I'm going to mention some very minor spoilers, but there was one thing that one character said on the dock, and I was just like, that's going to come back immediately. Where he just said, where this, this guy says, uh, oh, I don't, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that doesn't have blank in it, right? Because I don't do oh, that. I was like, yes. dude, that's easy. That's coming up because the whole point of this, and this is great, is that like, uh, it, it's done during lockdown, so it's you know to twenty, uh, basically the twenty twenty era of the world, and uh, it's uh, world world renowned detective Benoit Blanc, uh, just really bored out of his mind, and then he finds himself with a a very interesting and challenging case that he decides, hey, this is going to be, you know, this seems fun. I'm going to go over and see what's happening. And uh, a mystery it then becomes afoot. That was really, really cool um, how it all played out. And what was interesting is how non-linear the movie was. That's that's the one thing that caught me off guard. And I, I was pleasantly caught off guard by what I should say. Yeah, I was I was concerned that by doing some of the flashbacks or the the nonlinear stuff, they would reveal too much of the mystery. But I think it was just like the name implies. The whole glass onion is that yeah, there are layers and layers, but in the end, you can still kind of see the main focal uh, piece in the center of it all. So I think thema- I guess thematically, structurally, it made sense and it was done really well. I I, I have to agree with you, Danny. Like it was really really cool. Yeah, what, what were some of the moments that the crowd reacted to? Because 
I was in a very, I was in like a very early afternoon showing. There was this like, there was a family of four. And then there was like a couple in the very, very, very top. And then just me in, the, in a row all by myself. Oh, no, for us, it was pretty much sold out. Yeah, it was a packed theater. That's awesome. Um, Take notes, Netflix. I don't yeah, understand. This, like, for today of uh, day of recording, um, it is the last day. That's why I had to go watch it. I didn't want to wait till the end of the month. And I'm glad I didn't wait till the end of the month because it's really good. Uh, shout out to Janelle Monet. Like, I've been saying since. Uh, Hidden figures that the woman can act. She can act. She's really good. And there were many layers to her performance in this movie. That's all I'll say. It's extremely the whole cast well done. was pretty fun. Um, Ryan Johnson has a good uh, cast picking for uh, these two movies. So I was very impressed. I mean, like I knew he's good because of like Hamilton, but like Leslie Odom Jr. just all the subtle like mannerisms of like deference and the inability to actually like actor make a stand like he would say something but then his body language would say otherwise in the sense of like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a stand here and then just nope same thing with um jessica henwick um i always love everything anytime jessica henwick's on a movie it automatically makes it better um for many reasons but also because she's a great actress um she uh as <laughs> basically as uh birdie's assistant like she's the one that like i always at some point i was trying to look and see if maybe everything was pointing to her because she was just trying to save all the years of her like career being stuck to a walking like pr dumpster fire that's birdie like part of me at some point felt like maybe oh maybe she's mm-hmm. uh maybe she you know kill someone or you know we eventually find out who like yeah like well, a couple, the big well thing technically is. a couple of people died but one, yeah minors but, yeah these things yeah. will happen yeah a couple of people did do think did uh bite the buck uh, bite the bullet but uh i think uh again there's some great callbacks um the, the whole that whole bit where it does the non-linear like hey here's what happened a few days before that added so many layers to the mystery because then it helps you figure out like that Benoit Blanc went didn't go in blind, which was awesome because obviously he wouldn't. He's too smart for that. But he had some research and he had some other help in deciphering everything going on. So then by doing all of this, it gave him like the best picture ever. And uh, it's just because I thought uh, the I thought the movie was going to go one way. And then it completely like 180. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh my, the moment. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a dinner scene, and you're just like, wait, what? Like, and as it happens, you're like, yeah, yeah. It's even again, like you start paying attention, you're like, wow. And then it's just great to see uh, just Daniel Craig having so much fun with this role. He looks like well, he loves this role. He, it looks like he has a lot of fun with this, and. It's funny because you see Benoit Blanc in this whole different scenario of just like, I'm in a you know luxurious private island. How do I enjoy myself? But at the same time, he's there because, you know, the game's he afoot, really. Up. He knows what's going on. Yeah, because uh, he, he got hired by an unknown person. Yeah, no, and, he got he got invited oh, to invited, there. Yes. Yeah, he got, this is air quotes for everybody who doesn't watch the, our videos. Air, air quotes, quotes. <laughs> is that he was invited, invited by, by some unknown person person by uh, the best part oh no you you got sent the box by accident this is all matter dude and then oh yeah the box was reset miles braun again edward norton like 
Uh, it was great. Yeah, everybody was great. Dave Batista was great. Um, Dave Batista. Just with I, the uh, gun. Catherine Hahn <laughs> is just a delight to watch all the time because as like the, the her being you know the governor. I think she's the governor of Connecticut right now, trying to go for like prime up for a Senate race. Like you can tell, like she like you can always tell that she's like like she's driven, but she's she's like on an unstable base or foundation in a very tenuous situation and it was great um and what else am i missing it, well i think what works with oh yeah this kate, obviously kate hudson <laughs> dude towards the very end it's like that's what you oh i mean so i was like come on <laughs> like that's the part where like the small theater i had like kept like reacting like oh every time birdie said something really stupid i didn't know jewy meant jews <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's so good and so stupid at the same time Dude, okay and this isn't really a spoiler alert, but it's just like uh um i got your the email that said oh it's a it's a renowned sweatshop in bangladesh and you said okay sounds perfect you didn't think it was a sweatshop because they made sweatpants it's like there's no way you're that dumb the way she said that line was perfect it was so good uh, the like, whole theater erupted in laughter. Yeah, because you're yeah. like, oh no, but also, wow, you're hella stupid. How did you get by on anything? Like, it, how have you gotten this far? Seriously. And then that's a big major point of the movie, and that's <clears> a theme <throat> of the movie. It's just like riding the coattails of somebody else. And what are you willing to do to continue that? Or are you willing to finally make a stand somewhere and draw a line? That's really the theme of the movie. While understanding that, um, you know, Something that could have think that's that may you may think to have many layers, like the glass onion, ends up being just a, a simple. It, there's just a simple solution and resolution to it. Um, Dan, it's it's really I, I, I again like very cons it's it's a long it's kind of long so it's two hours and like twenty minutes but it was done so well like it didn't feel long it felt like everything was gelled together again it worked thematically from a writing standpoint acting standpoint. Uh, it, it, and you know, it was it, it it knew how to balance all the different tones of like, oh, this is serious because it's a murder mystery, and then also this is hilarious because of the the, the types of people you're working with, um, the banter, the the, the dialogue is, is sharp, and I guess I don't know if it's because Netflix the, the the Netflix money threw in or the fact that Ryan Johnson is cool with people, but there are a crap ton of cameos. <laughs> I don't know if you knew who the voice of the yes the dong was dong <laughs> gong <laughs> oh my god i'm so mad that that they got him just for that and then that workout sequence the workout sequence oh, yeah. it's your money <laughs> that's great <laughs> it's like i don't care it's your money because because you you first at first you think it's a it's like a pre-recorded video yeah. but it, it's a it's a live no feed. it's a live feed <laughs> dude okay no let's talk about also Jared Leto's spy, uh, hard kombucha, kombucha me baby. Like that's I'm gonna try to use that forever. Even though I loathe kombucha, if someone if I, that's all I have, I'm just gonna be like kombucha me baby. Like that was <laughs> perfect. But uh, what I was gonna say earlier was, it's just the whole cast vibes so well. And I mean, if you're on a private island off the yeah. Aegean, not Ionian, uh, not Ionian coast, uh, it's but you. I think it gets you into, as an actor, getting into that. It makes it easier to get into it. Yeah. But it, again, the script was tight. It's well written. It's very, you know, it's a, a very similarly written to Knives Out. I hope they make like 
I know they're making at least one more. I would love for them to make like at least two more after that. Like this would just be a continuing fun series, and just you know, throw it and throw it in with a mix of mix of established names and up and comers. If you keep that going and keep the mysteries fresh, I don't think uh, Netflix will uh, be want for anything else. It's always a be good. good. Uh good time of murder mystery if it's done well so exactly you could, you could definitely do a lot yeah um i know uh zach was very was very much looking forward to it i know you really loved it um oh but before i go into the rest of zach's because uh, i really love listening to you know someone fresh into these types of movies uh going into you know what you thought the the initial cameos when uh ben was in the tub playing uh, among us oh i don't know if you caught all of those people. I, I don't, well, I caught one of them because I had seen his name in the credits, uh, which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, it just said Kareem. I was like, what's Kareem? I know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was like, what is he yeah. doing there? Up in the top left is Steven Sondheim, like the the uh, the guy who writes musical plays. And, yeah. Uh, the bottom left was, you know, rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Angela Lansbury from Murder, She Wrote. And then, uh, again, Zach, this was, this was before, that show came yeah. out before Zach was born. But uh, Angela Lansbury was really famous. I've heard of the show for sure. Yeah, it's it's basically like a a a mystery of the week uh, thing where Angela Lansbury is you know she's she's a writer, but she ends up finding a way to consult on these crimes, and she finds out you know the whole whodunit thing, which is very in line with all of the stuff. And then you have another like fun kind of mystery writer or mystery yeah like thing going on in terms of uh, Natasha Leone, who she was on the top right. She did. uh, Russian Doll, the you know she she co-created Russian Doll, uh, and was starred in both seasons one and two on Netflix as well. So um, yeah, this is great. I love blowing Zach's mind in the sense of like I don't know who any of these people are. It's like they're important. <laughs> Get cultured, kid. I, th- I think the one I I noticed, but kind of like a little bit later on was uh, Yo Yo Ma. Oh yeah, in the, the he's like that's scene. a fugue because it's so many layers. I was like, <laughs> I love it, Yo Yo, and it's it's funny because Yo Yo Ma has to explain that to like the dumbest person in the movie, which is great. Um, and then uh, I which Yo Yo Ma by the way is a famous Japanese American cellist, Japanese American or just Japanese? I believe he's Yo Yo Ma. I'm pretty sure or he's something. Uh, Chinese. Was he Chinese? Is he Chinese? I thought he was Japanese. No, but he's a famous cellist. <laughs> yeah, he's a famous cellist, but. Uh, he was, uh, well, he technically was born in Paris, but uh, he, uh, yeah, it was great seeing him. I'm just like, what? Like, I'm at a point where I was like, what are you even doing there? Like, I, that I found was the funniest thing. I was like, dude, like, you, you, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, he's he Chinese American. He is Chinese. Yes. But I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is a, this is beneath you. As of the whole point, I'm just like, I love how he explained it. I was like, this is beneath you, sir. Okay, no, talking about explaining. Let's talk about Brody's mom. <laughs> she dude I, I i couldn't tell if she actually knew what she was talking about or... oh no she did that but she was so like what i love about it is that she was so like blase about it she was like that's a fibonacci so shut up mom like got it that was perfect explaining like ah oh, just 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 perfect like that was or sorry his name was duke duke cody but duke. I said brody but duke like just duke was being this like a duke he was a dude bro streamer uh <laughs> man the fact that she was just like oh this is what this is it's a chessboard it's like god this is great and like they're all like struggling to do it i like how they're all on like a facetime call trying to get the 
the sequence through everything together. That was fun. But fun then sequence. you had the other character that was just like, nope, nah, <laughs> blunt force right to the point, which again, thematically <laughs> makes sense. Like you're just like, this is all convoluted. No, I'm going to get to the point. And, uh, and it's great is <coughs> you end this whole thing where I get the tying Benoit Blanc into all this is that because he's in lockdown, like he's bored out of his mind. And like, a game like Among Us, where you're supposed, where you're supposed to be able to very... Like he's, he's the person who solves very intricate crimes and murders and people who try to, like he says in the movie, uh, you know, paint a murder with panache, or like, you know, be able to do a murder with panache. Like, he, th- that's a game where you should be able to get that and do that right. And he's just like, this is too banal for me. Like, this, is, this, is, this is dumb. It's like, you don't like clues? Someone asked him later, do you like clues? Like, no, that game is dumb. Like, I'm actually stupid when I play that game. Like, I, I think in one sequence they were like, "This is not how. This would never happen in Clue." Yeah, and one character is like, "It's like this. This would never happen in Clue." And he's just like, "Yeah, because it's dumb." And so, um, it's just and again, he's Daniel Craig and the whole cast, especially, but Daniel Craig is so good at like it, there were some like almost everything he says, especially like you know with the the wild card of of Janelle Monae's character of Andy and it, it was or. Like it, it, everything he said around in the vicinity of that character and some of the others, everything held a clue or everything was like a driving point. And it was, but it never felt cheesy or uh, out of thin air. Like all of it made sense and it tied to something. And it was, uh, everything at the end becomes what I like to say crystal clear um, with a, uh, a fiery you finale. The onion. Yes, a very uh, explosive and fiery finale. Uh, that's all I'll say. Please, um, if you're listening to this or watching us now live, you cannot watch it until the end of December now. Thank you, Netflix. I think December 23rd. Yep. Yeah. People are going to be out there watching that new Avatar or Babylon, and they expect people to stay at home instead of watching Glass Onion. They could have pushed it for at least another week. Like I'm pretty sure it would have it would have eaten or at least until the end of the weekend. Yeah, because it would have yeah until that that Sunday because it would have eaten the box office up until of, then. Like, it would have still done well at the box office, even with Violent Night coming out. Which, again, I'm going to watch, because that looks ridiculous, and I have to watch it. Um, it's, it's great. I, I loved this movie. I, I got some, you know, again, Knives Out, but uh, it really uh, had me reminiscent of some older, uh, like, fun uh, kind of mystery movies. Um, I think uh, with a bit of, like, you know, at least the, mur- the murder mysteries that have a bit of character, like... Um, I mean, the best one that comes to mind uh, is the movie Clue. I don't think any of you guys have seen that movie. No. Is it based off of the... Yes, it is. Okay. They made a movie based off of the board Colonel game. they Mustard? Yes, they do. They have a Mr. Mister Green. They have a Miss Scarlet. Um, they have a uh, Mr. Body. Like, dude, the movie is awesome. Uh, it's... um. Tim Curry is uh, basically like the butler of it. And they're just trying to find out who killed Mr. Body and everybody's cars are all dead and they're all stuck there. Like, again, just like Knives Out, just like Glass Onion, um, they, they're all stuck there. Um, it's great. Um, it's, it's so good, guys. Like, uh, if, if you ever can find it, I don't know where it's um, like streaming, if anything, but... What year did it come out? 85. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, if you have Bravo TV, you can watch it. But uh, dude, it, maybe like a peacock, I guess. M- maybe I think peacock's owned by. Uh, it's funny because there, uh, include there's a Mrs. Peacock, but um, 
Christopher Lloyd is Professor Plum. You know, uh, it's also on FUBU. FUBU, nice. Michael McKean is Mr. Green. Leslie Ann Warren, Miss Scarlet. Colleen Camp, yeah, was Yvette. Ms. Possibly Hulu too. Possibly Hulu. I hope so because, dude, it's freaking great. Um, I don't know, like other than Knives Out, have you guys seen any of these? Uh, any other like murder mystery movies, or have you seen The After Party on Apple TV Plus? No, I have not. No, because if you want a fun too. murder mystery, and uh, you know, I for personal reasons really enjoy that mo- that show. Um, I think it's like eight episodes long, but um, it's really good. Again, it's also like Zach said, if you pay attention, you will be rewarded by being able to figure out pieces of the killer of where they had opportunity and where they had motive. Uh, and it's it's really good. Um, Tiffany Haddish is a. Uh, you know, is basically like the the main detective, and she's trying to piece together a puzzle of why this famous like uh, musician, uh, this pop star musician guy, is dead at his own party. It's really funny. Uh, that one's on Apple TV Plus. Um, I think it was uh, co-created by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So you know, Lego Movie, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Nice. You gotta, you got you gotta give it a shot. Like, if you again, if you want something similar to Knives Out like this, but uh, a little more upbeat and mo- like modern in the sense of like it has modern sensibilities and tastes, watch the After Party. It's good. I got a couple. Uh, Ooh, so lay I'll, them out, man. I'll say talk this a lot. first one, and break. then we'll have Zach go through one, and then we'll kind of yeah, through. we'll wrap but, it up. Yeah. Uh, this is the one that I said that I saw um, that I'll get back to, which is see how they run nice that was on my that's on my list yeah i did not see it yet but it's on hbo max it is on uh, hbo max that's on my list next to watch um i had a lot of fun with it i'll say i think zach should watch it just because it gave me vibes of um the grand Grand budapest Budapest. hotel i knew it but for me i liked it more than the grand budapest for those who cannot see our live stream uh zach's eyes perked Everything just went mm-hmm. once you mentioned the Grand Budapest. If you want to get Zach's attention on anything, compare anything to the Grand Budapest. But watch it. Hotel. I, think you I might will like tell it. you why you're wrong. I think you might <laughs> like it just because it reminded me of that movie. And what was it called again? Sorry. See? See how they run. See how they run. Okay. It has uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Adrian Brody. Oh, nice. Uh, it's pretty good. It, it was fun. It, it's a different take on a murder mystery, but um, it's set in 1950s London. Ooh. And you're seeing it from the um, well. You have the inspector, of course, which is Sam Rockwell. But uh, you got some other pieces of characters. That reminds me, as technically speaking, a movie that came out this year is technically a murder mystery, and that would be Amsterdam. Uh, I have not seen Amsterdam. That technically is a murder mystery because you're trying to figure out who are the main players behind a particular uh, death. That brought the three main characters together. That one's also coming to HBO Max. Indeed, it does. Yeah. Again, we Anthony and I talked about it a few episodes back. Watch it; it's really good. Uh, another one that came out earlier this year. Now that you mentioned, or maybe it was last year, was the uh, Murder on the Nile, uh, which might was, have been earlier this year. Yeah, which was the sequel, or it's just a different to, story. Different uh, story with Hercule Poirot. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Death on the Nile. That's yeah. what it was. Murder on you're thinking murder on the Orient Express and then yeah. there's death on the Nile. Correct. Yeah. So uh you I remember you mentioned that movie being long. It was long. Yeah, it's like, man, this is really long. Uh but 
I I like the genre of murder mysteries. So again, they're like fun. they're they're cool. Like you have you have like some that are like really really good, and some of that just very fun, and uh, they have a particular like fun comedic tone to it, and then others that are hella serious. Yeah. Like there was a movie that I saw. I remember in the theaters way back. I don't know if it was in the late nineties. I remember watching it with my sister, but um, is a a movie with John Travolta and Samuel Jackson called Basic. I lied. It's two thousand and three. So I remember watching this movie in the theaters, and that one's one of those were like murder mysteries with a at the end there's a big twist, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's basically like a DEA agent trying to figure out like uh, a that gets called into because he used to be in the military to try to solve like a, a murder of a uh, like a squad leader or like a disappearance of a squad leader. And so he does interviews and figure out all this stuff. And um, it was it's a fun one. I don't know if, where you can see that, but um, that was, um, oh, it should be on, if you have Prime Video channels or if you have access to like Cinemax, uh, Basics on there. Very cool movie. Cool. What about you, Zach? I have, well, I don't think I've seen much. I can maybe list a couple some that are that are more memorable in my mind and some that I've seen many years ago and I have no idea how it turned out. But, you know, a movie like, since Danny already kind of mentioned it, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is a murder mystery. It's a comedy True. murder mystery. Technically is. You're right. Because an old lady dies and uh, Ray finds the character, gets uh, accused, and mm-hmm. they go on a whole run and everything, and they try to figure out who killed her, uh, the, the old lady. Yep. But... I've I've talked about it enough. I'm not going to talk about it too much uh, <laughs> since I've mentioned all it roads like lead times. to the Grand Budapest Hotel. Somehow everything's connected. Act. Everything's connected. Uh, but then also, uh, you know, I guess Sherlock Holmes. Yes, Those the first be, one yeah. for sure. That one Game of be. Shadows. You kind of already know what Moriarty's doing, but at the same time, like you know, it's Moriarty. But then you also are like, what's Moriarty's Moriarty's like end game? Like big uh, masterstroke that that's going along. But I think the first one, more so than anything else, um, is like a cool mystery of just like, how did this guy pull it off? And then he, you know, deduces everything and figures it all out. Uh, and of course, you have the, you know, it's the Guy Ritchie-esque version take on Sherlock Holmes. And then you also have Enola Holmes, uh, one and two. Yeah, technically, you know, crime mysteries, you know, trying to go through fun- misadventures to solve a particular Which, problem. The second one that just came out on Netflix was actually very entertaining. Like yeah, that. my sister told me that. I didn't see it yet, but she liked it. And then another one that, because I had to kind of cheat a little bit and look up um, some murder mystery movies. And this is a movie that I saw as a kid, but I don't remember much about it. But here they have the Pink Panther. Yeah. Oh. The one, but the one with... Uh, Inspector Clouseau. With... um. Steve Martin. Steve Martin, Steve yeah, Martin. the same. Yeah, technically it. He's just the, you know, the bumbling detective, but still kind of gets it done. Yeah, it's another Those are uh, murder mystery comedy, I yep. guess. Um, uh, heavy on the comedy side. Indeed. We, Extremely. We, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the original Pink Panther, you have... Um, um, what's the actor's name now? Um, what? The original... The original Pink actor. The original Pink Panther actor. Uh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, yeah. Yes. He he's a comedian. He's a comedic actor. Yep. So of course, when he played Pink Panther way back when, uh, those were comedies. Yeah. Uh, so they of course kept that theme going because that's the character. Um, but I, I remember both movies uh being pretty like 
being funny, but like stupid funny. Yeah. They're, they're silly, but like, oh, look, they had a, yeah, they're a like twist very, at the end. Very childish, silly and stuff. But I, I don't remember much, but I, I did remember it being or them being a little funny. I, th- I think it the comedy and these mis- the kind of murder mysteries lend themselves to be really to work really well. Um, another main example, I think, before we kind of tie the bow in, very recent one. Again, it's it's a TV show on a streaming service that's not the after party. Um, I've seen the first season. I got to watch the second one. It's very good, um, and it has comedic actors in it, and that would be only murders in the building. Oh, that's right. Got Martin Short, Steve Martin. And uh, Selena Gomez, really well. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's and it's really funny too. Uh, it's done really well. It's, it's written really well. Um, kind of how everything kind of comes together. I cannot recommend it enough. It's very good. There seems to be a lot of streaming murder mysteries. Because um, another one that comes to mind now that you mentioned streaming uh, murder mystery, ironically, from uh, Netflix with Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, murder mystery. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Very on the nose. Oh yes, I um I remember seeing that one. I remember Jamon Hansu. Was it? No, it wasn't Jamon Hansu. It was uh, what was uh, Aunt Fassender here? He'd be making fun of me with this. But uh, basically, uh, the 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 actor who played T'Chaka in uh, John Kenny. Yeah. Um. Yes, uh, John Connie. Uh, he was. He's great. Yeah, he was hilarious in that. Um, and it was, a, I think, a, was it the second time that Jennifer Aniston and uh, Adam Sandler were in a movie together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that was a big deal because they were like reunating for a movie. Yeah. It's like, and, oh my God. Uh, and that one's actually one of his better movies that went, that a part of his Netflix, Netflix deal. Yeah. Like that was actually fun. Like it was, you know, it's just a it random couple, you know, New York couple that's just going on a, a European vacation and then something wild happens and then. I think they're framed the time, for murder, so they have to try to solve the murder and uh, clear their names before they get to the authorities. At the time, it was like one of Netflix's biggest movie releases. Yeah, because so. you know, again, uh, if you know how to write them, these movies are fun, and they're all you. You'll, it's like you know, people love reading you know mystery novels, and if you can do that in movie form while still keeping it entertaining, then hell, even better. Yeah, I think I, I would gravitate more towards something that. Uh, like a murder mercy movie that has a little bit of lightheartedness to it yeah. um that that doesn't take it's not too serious it doesn't take itself too seriously um where it feels like a typical murder mystery thriller rather than um and, and you know lean more towards like a murder mystery like comedy yeah I, I, I would prefer that like with knives out both of them and uh, a couple of the other ones that we've mentioned that I, i've seen that are more on that lighthearted side i think that's like a a good balance between um, the genres, but I think it that's what makes the murder mystery so well because it's it combines um, like the lightheartedness, comedy, thriller. There's an mystery. overarching mystery or a plot of and oh man, we got to figure this out. Gets a lot of people that maybe wouldn't be interested in it have a good time. Yeah, um, a, I think a final one, final kind of recommendation I'd say within this genre is. A movie that's basically, I think this this director's best movie. Um, it's a pretty great movie with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling uh, called The Nice Guys. That would technically be considered uh, like a sort of murder mystery because you have like a PI and then like a enforcer kind of like strongman that the strong arms people to get things done. He, um, you know, and they both have to somehow like work together in order to figure out uh, an overarching mystery or a conspiracy 
uh, and you know murder mystery conspiracy going on. So it's it's great. Like uh, I cannot recommend the nice guys enough. I never got to see it, dude. Just seeing the poster now, I never it's remember. great. It's on Netflix right now. Watch it before they take it off. Honestly, like watch the after. Like I think you know if we said I watched Clue, watch the after party, watch the nice guys. Um, those would be the big ones I would say. And also in a way, I just thought about it now since I saw it not too long ago. Um, American Psycho. Uh, a, a little bit. I, mean, I don't know. You, you know. I mean, you know who done it. That's the thing. But, but now that's more just like a, like a. It's more like dark, thriller. It's just a, more of a dark thriller. A dark thriller. Okay, I, I wasn't psychological. sure. Psychological thriller with a like bit of, of Huey Lewis okay. new and the news appreciation. Do you like Huey Lewis and the news? They really came into their own in sports. Because, because I, I can see where it's not much of murder mystery. It's more of like, okay, there's a killer out there. Who's the killer? But is there a killer? That's the there's no mystery thing. because oh, yeah, or is there a killer? It's, again, you that's, that's the... why it's more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, um, the whole there is a, a whole like psycho. That's that, that's why I think like something like Memento falls under psychological thriller, not so much that, like that did mystery. show up when I yeah, like it's, it's, it's I, more I, of a I psychological. See why maybe some people would think Memento, but I think that's more like you're saying like a psychological yeah. type. I think like it's always like a it's like you have to think of it like a scooby-doo episode where like at the end they're able to find the reason why this person did it who it was and then like how they catch them in the act or like how they reveal if who it wasn't for it. you and those meddling kids and that dang dog too and and that stupid dog no that's courage and the coward the dog but yeah it's gotta that's how it, i think if you had to tie it up in a bow like that that's how it has to you know uh come yeah, on th- that definitely makes more sense yep agreed yeah all right gentlemen this is a fun talk um I think I've enlightened you a bit on, you know, it's cool to see that Danny has seen some stuff. Uh, I didn't think about it this way, but thank you, Zach, that enlightened me that the Grand Budapest Hotel can technically be considered a murder mystery. I'd, I'd say it would. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Good good call. But uh, yeah, guys, um, if you're tuning in, thank you so much. Uh, go find yourself a way to watch uh, Glass Onion when it hits Netflix on the 23rd. Uh, I know there's a lot coming out that week of December, but... Get on to it because you're going to have a whole lot of fun. Um, And if you have any others uh, that fit into the murder mystery genre that you would love to recommend or just talk about your favorite moments in some of the movies we mentioned, please give us uh, a shout out. Reach out to us over on Twitter and Instagram on Popcorn Watchlist. We love to kind of continue the conversation uh, over some virtual popcorn and have a lot of uh, fun times and uh, enlightening moments in this particular genre of film. Thank you so much for everybody for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Yeah, they did good.